Lord, that they can receive that heart of flesh, Father. That heart that they can see the things, Father, that you have done in the cross, Lord. If there's no cross, Father, there's no hope. And it's you, Lord Jesus, who has paid the price for our sins, Lord. And maybe they don't know it, Father, because the enemy wants them to believe it. But we pray, and we pray, Father, and we as a church, Father, we connect to this prayer, Lord. And we just pray in Jesus' name that the word that has been planted, Father, in the streets uh, from any servant, Father, of you, Lord Jesus. We just pray, Lord Jesus, right now in your name, Father. In the name of Jesus, name of all names for Lord Jesus. And I just pray, Father, that that word, Father, the, the word that is power for salvation, just like Paul said, Lord. We just pray, Lord, that it can, uh, that it can grow and give uh, salvation, Lord Jesus. It's you, Lord Jesus. Let us humble our hearts to you, Lord. Let us bow down to you, Lord, every day, every night, Father. That they can see, Father, as the good God that you are, Lord. Let them not get lost, Lord. Let them not uh, get condemned, Lord. Because you have given us life, Lord. And I just pray, Father, for those who have not received the gospel, Lord. I just pray, Father, to send us, Lord. We are here, Lord. Send us, Lord. Send us, Lord. I just pray, Father, to take us uh, to those who have not received the, the salvation, Father, of hope, the gospel, the good news of Jesus Christ, Lord. And I just pray, Father, that your word can be preached all over the world, just like it's, it's prophesied, Lord. They will be preached all over the world, Lord. But Jesus, Lord, because you want, you want hearts that are willing to do it, Lord. And I just pray, Father, to prepare our hearts to do it, Lord, and say, yes, Lord. I will go, Lord, to those, Lord, because without faith, Father, they will never hear. They will never have faith if the word is not preached to them, Lord. And I just pray, Father, that the hearts, Father, can come to you, convert to you, Father, and receive you, Father, as the Christ, as the Messiah, as the anointed one, just like as you were sent, the Lord Jesus. We just honor you, Lord Jesus, because we believe that you're doing things on the streets, Father. Because your word says he's not going to come back, Father, how it is. But it will do the work that you have sent it to do, Lord. And I just pray, Father, in the name of Jesus. Amen. Lord, Father God, I just pray for the word, Lord, Father God, that everyone here has an open heart, Lord, Father God. And I just pray that these youth don't, are not discouraged, Lord, Father God. They don't, it doesn't matter what the person on the left or right think of them, Lord, Father God. I just pray, Lord, Father God, that they have an open heart and you change them tonight, Lord, Father God. For the youth that haven't been changed, and for the or for the youth that ha already have been changed, that they learn something new today, Lord Father God. And I just pray for whoever's preaching the word today, Lord Father God, that you just guide them, Lord Father God. Guide their lips, Lord Father God. Guide them in a different direction, Lord Father God, that these youth haven't seen before, Lord Father God. I just pray, Lord Father God, that these youth open and see and go like, wow, Lord Father God, that's you, Lord Father God, and just follow you, Lord Father God, because your presence is so great, Lord Father God. Monica, could I just have you come up and pray for whatever is on your heart? Heavenly Father, thank you for being so real with us, dear God. Dear God, I pray for the youth and the leaders, dear God, that they will have hearts of just wanting to grow with you and being leaders and just knowing that there's more, not just being stagnant, but proactive.
Lord Jesus Christ. Dear God, I pray in your mighty name that today the word reaches their hearts, dear God, and it pierces their hearts, dear God, and that they're going to grow with you, Lord, and that anything that they're dealing with, dear God, that they will come to you at this altar and give it all to you, Lord. Lord, I just pray that you show them the love that you have for us, dear God, and I thank you for blessing us every day, waking us up, dear Lord. Dear Lord, I just pray that you bless the youth at home if they're dealing with anything, dear God, um, that they will just come to you. Lord, I thank you for your presence, dear God. I thank you for the Trinity, dear God. I thank you for your presence of your love, dear God. Heavenly Father, I just pray that you just give the preacher the right words, dear Lord, and that the youth will experience something they've never experienced, dear God. Lord, I pray this all in your name. Thank you, Lord, for God, for your prayer time, Lord, for God. I just pray, Lord, for God, that everybody got something out of it or even gave it their all, Lord, for God. If they didn't give it their all, Lord, for God, just pray when worship starts, Lord, for God. They actually do, Lord, for God. In Jesus' name, everybody said, amen.
he's for certain cause ain't no other god like mine you got to admit it yeah i'm falling cause the sinning yet his grace is sufficient beat the grave said it's finished got them unsearchable riches and they deep that's why i'm like Down and sleep, I pray the Lord my soul to keep. If I should die before I wake, I pray the Lord my soul to take. My soul to take. My soul to take. If I should die before I wake, I pray the Lord my soul to take. Yeah, I'm with the squad and we fresher than that dead net. No matter the hate, we stay with day ones and we stay. And we don't even need to drop or replace, bro. We don't and we multiply. That's the only way. And this is how it go, about each and every day. We in it for the long run, finish lines this way. The crew be repping Christ until they in the grave. They screaming Jesus is the savior, so our lives we gay. Reside in the shy, survive, I'm alive. No putting tracks in the ground, so I'm gonna thrive. Gotta go and get a girl by sight, it's mine. Yes, it's time, yes, it's time. I'm thanking God for all the blessings. Cause the way that I'm progressing. Better get back in the lab and get the drum board Do we get desire? 
They wanna know what I do. Got sand all over my feet, cause I was at the beach with my boat. They say his hair look like he shacked himself. His jeans are super tight. That dude must be from Cali, cause he's doing it super right. Yeah, yeah, he's riding on that comet, headed to the stars. These haters give me fuel, that's how I got to where I are. My piggy bank is moderate, ain't riding fancy cars. But I be doggone it if I'm not living large show. Don't act like you know, no. I ain't never rode no low low. And I ain't in no circus, you won't catch me with no bozo. I do this for the king of kings, so I gotta play my part. I got this supernova in my heart, and it's about to go boom. It's about to explode. Got nothing but love for the haters at my show. I'm making origami with my super crispy flow. Give them Hebrews 10, 26, and that it gotta know.
is powerful. Praise is a way of giving thanks to God. So I want you to engage your mind right now. God is in this place. And I want you to begin to talk with God. And I want you to begin to tell him why you're thankful. It could be something as simple as saying, thank you, Jesus, for being in my life. Thank you for being in this place. Thank you for your joy, God. Thank you for your peace, God. Thank you for new life. Just begin to thank him in your own words. have an attitude of thankfulness, Lord, in this place, God, that not one of us would be able to say that we can't find one thing, God, to be thankful for.
everyone knows that all our lives are about you, Jesus. That you move in the hearts of those that have not been moved by you yet today, Lord. Let them know that you are Lord of their life. That they can lay their burden down at your feet and not have to pick it right back up again, Lord. Because you are the Lord of lords. You are the King of kings. You are our Savior. There is nothing, nothing you cannot save us from. Jesus, the sweetness of you is greater than anything we may see on this earth, Lord. And we just praise you today, and we want to be filled with you, Lord. Holy Spirit, fill the students in this room today, Lord. Fill our youth. Let them grow in you and yearn for the taste, the sweet taste of Jesus, Lord. We praise you, and we submit this all in your name, Lord. And everybody said, amen. amen. So everyone, if you could find your way to your seats, we can get ready for announcements. What's up? What's up? We're here at Elevate. Oh, that was weak. Come on, y'all. Come on, y'all. Come on. Oh, we need it. We need the soundtrack. That's what we needed. Come on. Y'all gonna be loud this time? What? What is this right now? Come on. We need some. Yeah, keep the lights off. They ain't got no energy. When y'all get loud, we're gonna get some lights on in here. Ready? Friday night, 7 p.m. at this address, you either be there or be square, right? Right, right. Nobody caught my drift. It's okay. It's all right. Y'all don't got to understand me. But here we have a vision. It's loving God and loving people. Who knows what loving God means? Oh, y'all didn't think I was going to ask this again, huh? Who knows the definition of loving God? Hint, hint. It's on the backboard. Over there, look, Ashley's even pointing to us. She's trying to help y'all. Oh, I seen Ivan look first. Ivan, tell me what loving God means. Oh, you better look. Hurry up. Three, two, one. To worship God with passion. There's another one. Obey his command. Okay, he got it right. All right, all right, all right. And then we got loving people. Who's volunteering? Oh, I saw Quinn. Quinn, you're looking back there. What's it say, Quinn? What's it say, Quinn? What's it say, Quinn? Hold up, hold up. Oh, it, it don't say hold up. It don't say. Carmen's head's in the way. Excuse me, Carmen. Can he see the... He's trying to see what loving people mean. All right. You got it? What's it say? Helping time... Wait. Helping times of need. Preach to God. Oh, come on. He got it. He got it. He got it. Make some noise. Make some noise. That is our vision. And then we have a strategy. We're going to connect you to the cross. That's going to be through our life groups. We got the resistance. And then we got the ambassadors. Let's go. Let's go. Make some noise. And then we're going to mentor you in our 101 and 201. Who here is in 101? Raise your hand. Who's in 101? Who's in 101? ISIS, raise your hand higher. I didn't see your hand. 
I saw like half a hand. There we go. Isis is in 101. Come on. And then we're going to get you into 201. Who's in 201? Yo! I'm in 201 too. I'm going to raise my hand. And then we're going to send you out to make disciples that make disciples. And then we're going to ultimately, this is all for our goal, which is 100,000 disciples with 50 churches in Chicago and 500 around the world. If you believe that, stand to your feet and say amen. Amen, amen, amen. And then we got this Westside Back to School Outreach. This is going down tomorrow at Ohio Park. If you're here at Elevate and you can see that screen and read what it says, we want you there to help. Who here is coming tomorrow to help out for this outreach? Amen, amen. Make some noise for that. Helping reaching Ohio Park for Jesus. And then we have the internship, which began the 26th of July. Make some noise for that. I don't think I need to get Lawrence up here to explain, so I'm, I'm just going to let this one. Should Lawrence come up here and tell about it? Do we, do we want Lawrence to come up here? All right, Lawrence, come up here. They want you up here, Lawrence. Make it brief. You got like 10 seconds. Five. Tired of talking about the internship. It's awesome, but I want TJ to share his, what God's been doing in his heart about the internship. So I knew you are going to do it. Oh, man. God's just been, you know, just showing me so many things through internship. You know, I've been growing a lot, you know, just uh, learning how to evangelize even better, you know, just growing with God. You know, it's been amazing, you know, seeing what God has been doing in my life during, uh, through internship. So, yeah. Amen. Awesome. If you want to learn more, if you want to join, hit me up, hit Joby up, Rudy. We got awesome stuff in store. Gotta snatch the mic back. He trying to snatch my mic. Come on, make some noise for that internship. Come on, that was straight from the mouth of TJ. He's in the internship. 201 student got rocked by God at Elevate, and now he's on fire. Amen to that. Amen to that. And then we got the Starved Rock camping trip, August 12th to the 13th. We're going to meet here at 10 a.m. Who got their permission slips in? Who brought their permission slips? Turn that music down. Turn that. I need, I need to be loud and clear. Who brought their permission slips? Who's going to the camping trip? Okay. We want all of y'all to have your hands up. But I want to make another announcement that that Friday, August 12th, we will not have Elevate. Everybody say, aww. But you know what the good news is? That we're going to have it popping out the camping trip. So if you still want Elevate, you better come to Starved Rock with us. Or y'all just going to miss out. You know, it's going to be popping. That's all I can say. And it's 15 per person. Don't forget that. Now we're going to talk about tithes and offerings. Who knows what a tithe is? Who knows what a tithe is? Ooh, Nathan, what's a tithe? 10% of your total income. Okay, okay, okay. I see you. I see you. I see you. And what's the offering? What's the offering? Oh, Quinn. Oh, Quinn. Quinn's going for a two for today. What you got, Quinn? Anything you give after your tithe. Oh, my gosh. Let's make some noise. They both got it 100%, right? I couldn't say it better myself if it was on the screen. Look at they even spelled total wrong on the screen. Say, what's wrong with y'all? And then what is 10% of $100? I don't want hands. I want your voice. Are you raising your hand? No, 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 no. What was it? What was it? 10. Is it 10? Is it 10? Is it 10? I think, I think, is it 10? Uh-oh, uh-oh, real dramatic, real dramatic, real dramatic. I need to know if it's 10. It's 10! Woo! That was super dramatic, but I love it. All right, guys. Let's pray. Let's bow our heads and pray as soon as the music turns down. There we go. 
Lord, we come in your mighty name when we pray for this sermon tonight, Lord, that it would, pre- it would pierce everybody's heart, God, that you would bless your children, God, that they would go out and be disciples of you, God, that it wouldn't just be a Friday thing, it wouldn't just be a Sunday thing, that it would be a lifestyle, that they go out into their communities and change the world for you, Jesus, and it's in your mighty name that we pray, amen. Jay was lonely, and he's looking for love on the net. A man has needs, what you expect? He looked through all they pages, and when he found her, man, he lost his breath. Cause it was love at first sight when they met. His heart beating hard. She was kinda light skinned, eyes like he liked them. Can't fight them feelings when they hit you this hard. It's long distance, so he's with her online all the time. He's at work, but this girl's on his mind all the time. He can't wait to see her. She got them banging features. When they together, he don't mind. He got her. Hey, elevate. Come on, peeps. I'm up here, just wanna bring up uh, one of our youth, uh, Kiyosha. Right? That's your name, right? Kia. Keisha? Cushay. Cushay. I'm sorry. Come up here, Cushay. Come here. So Cushay went through something. What was this? Yesterday? Yeah. Right? Can I tell him what happened? So Cushay here. Come, let's face them this way, right? So Cushay here. If I can get my wife to come up here as well. Um... You know, we talk about every weekend, right, Well, on Fridays when I preach and I encourage you guys, man, like, you know, to, to see how serious the need is in our city, right? And I'd say, man, every Monday, go back and look to see how many youth got shot, how many people are going through a thing on the weekend time, losing their lives to gang violence and all these other things, drug abuse and everything else, right? And this one with, with uh, Kishé, Kishé? With Cache, it, 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 it hit home, you know? And Cache, just, you happened yesterday? Just yesterday, her dad was gunned down and uh, was it gang violence, right? Just somebody shot him. So somebody came and shot Cache's dad yesterday, right? And this is a serious thing. This is the violence that we're experiencing in Chicago. And it's no joke. You know, I don't want to take too much time on it, but this is serious. This is the kind of stuff that I ask you guys and we pray for on a weekly basis because this is the reality of Chicago right now. And we're in a spiritual warfare. We're in a spiritual battle. And that is why it is, it is on us. It is on the church. It is on believers to take, a, to take a stand in faith and start praying against the works of the enemy. Right? So people like uh, Kishay's dad. Right, can be spared and things like that. Right, If we can preach the gospel and tell other people about Jesus, if we can raise up youth who will go out and minister to their parents about what thus says the Lord. So right now, if we could all stand up, we're going to pray for Kishay's father right now. I'm going to have my wife pray for her and for her family at this time. Your dad is still, his name is Tony. Is your dad still, um, he's still in the hospital? Let me give you some hug. Come here. All right. Here you go. 
Heavenly Father, we come before you, Lord God, and we pray for Tony right now, Lord Jesus. I praise you and thank you, Lord God, because you spared his life, Lord Jesus. It could have been so much worse, Lord God, but I thank you, Lord God, because Cache's father is still here, Lord God, and there's a reason and there's a purpose for it, Lord God. I pray that through this, Lord Jesus, that Cache, her father, and her whole family, Lord God, will turn their eyes to you, turn their hearts to you, their lives to you, Lord God. I pray, Lord God, that through this, Lord God, that he would realize how fragile life is, Lord Jesus, and that he would live the rest of his life, Lord God, on this earth to serve you, Lord. I pray, Lord, that you would just comfort Cache, Lord God. I pray, Lord God, that you would just comfort her, Lord God, hold her heart, Lord Jesus. And I pray, Lord God, that she would know, Lord God, that you had your hands on him last night, Lord God, that it was only by your grace, Lord Jesus, that he was spared, Lord God. I thank you, Lord, because... Um, Lord, you are going to do something. I believe, Lord God, you are going to do something in his life and in his family, Lord God. And I pray it would start with Cache, Lord God. That tonight, Lord God, that, that you would give her a revelation, Lord God, through the word, Lord God. And she would bring it back home, Lord Jesus. And Lord, she would share it with her family, Lord God, and that they would be saved in Jesus' name. Coming here, Lord God, in Jesus' name and serving you, Heavenly Father. I pray, Lord God, that they would be, be able to find the, the person who did this, Lord God, and that justice would be served, Lord Jesus. Thank you for her, for her, for her life, and for her family, Lord God. In Jesus' name, amen. Man, let's give it up for, you know, after the service, man, show, show Kashay, you guys can be seated, show Kashay some love, you know, pray for her, hug her, love on her, you know, God is able, amen. Now we're going to move on to our sermon, if we can give it up, if you all can stand up, give a round of applause for our very own Rudy Salt, come on somebody. I'm back. <laughs> Y'all can sit down. Sit down. Thank you, guys. So I was here like two weeks ago, right? I was up here preaching a message to you guys about Noah. Today, we're going to speak about a man named Isaac. Ooh. No, not Sir Isaac Newton. I think he gave some laws of gravity. No, we're talking about Isaac from the Bible. Show of hands, who knows about Isaac from the Bible? Okay, Josie's going to come up here. Come on, Josie. I did this last time. Let's get her for Josie. She's not even 11 yet. She got about two years left, right? How old are you, Josie? I'm 10. One year left. This always happens. Sunday school, I'm like, you're nine, right? No. She's 10. She'll be joining us soon full time, even though she's already here. Tell us everything you could tell us about Isaac. Well, um, Isaac was Abraham's son. Um, and Isaac was the, also the dad of Jacob. And, well, uh, let me think. And Isaac was a pro was um, promised from God when from Abraham when they when when a when Abraham didn't think he would have any more children, and then he would had Isaac, and Isaac was also the one who God also used him when he was a little boy. He was going to be sacrificed, but he, he wasn't because God was only testing Abraham, and Isaac was used in that. <clears throat> and I think... His wife's name was Rebecca, and that I, that he he yeah that's pretty much. That's a lot. Thank. Give it up for Josie. 
I know what you guys are thinking, like, dang, I don't even know that about Isaac. Well, get up on your Bible reading. You'll be just like Josie when you grow up, okay? I promise you, all right? So let's get started, okay? Before we get started, I want to pray. But maybe you could get the verse up there. It's going to be Hebrews 11:20. And while he's getting that ready, let's pray. Oh, Father God, God, we love you, Lord, and we thank you for such a beautiful day, God, where we get to dwell upon you and who you are, God. And I pray that the words tonight would be your words, God. Whatever you have for us to receive, God, tonight, God, I pray that you would use me as a mouthpiece, God. Uh, just use me as a vessel, God, to get your word forth, God, so it won't return to you void, Lord. And I pray that you bless tonight. Let every heart understand. Let every mind comprehend what your plan is for us, God. In Jesus' mighty name. Everybody said? That was y'all. All right, we're there. Hebrews eleven twenty. Okay. As you guys know, we've been going through the heroes of the faith. You guys have been blessed by it, right? Raise your hand if you've been blessed by it. If not, you guys are sinners who haven't been blessed by it. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just kidding. But yeah, so we've been talking about... The last two weeks, we've been talking about everything that led up to this. Basically, Abraham listening to what God said. Abraham relying upon only the voice of the Lord to get the deed done that God said. To go to a land that he didn't know. And then uh, to go sacrifice the promised son. Because Josie did mention that Isaac was the promised son of Abraham and Sarah. And so right now, we're to the point where we're talking about Abraham's son, which was the fulfillment of God's promise, right, that we were talking about. For those who weren't here, Isaac is the promised son, right? <laughs> okay, so we're going to get into it right away. Uh, Hebrews eleven twenty, By faith, Isaac blessed Jacob and Esau in regard to their future. That's it. Y'all can go home now. We're done. I'm just kidding. No. I'm going to be preaching off of just this first. This was a big challenge for me. It's like, okay, well, there's like three verbs in there. Wait. One. Oh, one verb. There's one verb in here, and it's like, well, how am I supposed to preach off of that? But I believe that God has something for us today. And God confirmed that through me that, that he has something for us to understand today about this short passage in our Heroes of the Faith series about Isaac. And how can we learn about what Isaac did and how Isaac had faith so that we can have that same faith that Isaac had, right? Now, how did Isaac bless Jacob and Esau? By the way, Jacob and Esau are Isaac's sons. And he blessed them in regard to their future. Now let's see exactly what promise that we're talking about. We keep talking about Isaac being the promised son. So let's have Joby put up Genesis 22, verse 15. If you guys have a Bible, you guys can definitely go there. Highlight it if you want to write a side note. If you want to pray about it all week, go ahead. Just, it's up to you. We got it there. Wow, we already have it there. Sweet. All right. It's a bit of a lengthy one, but let's just follow up on what we're talking about. What promise did God make to Abraham that we can follow up with Isaac and how he's fulfilling that promise, okay? The angel of the Lord called to Abraham from heaven a second time. Oh, heavens, okay. <laughs> Sorry, I kicked that. The angel of the Lord called to Abraham from heaven a second time and said, I swear by myself, declares the Lord, that because you have done this and have not withheld your son, your only son, you, I will surely bless you and make your descendants as numerous as the stars in the sky and as the sand on the seashore. Your descendants will take possession of the cities of their enemies and through their, your offspring, all nations on earth will be blessed because you have obeyed me. 
Now, what are you talking about withholding your son? Well, last week, there's a little bit of feedback. Can we get that down, please? Last week, Stephen talked about when Abraham obeyed God to go ahead and, and sacrifice his son Isaac on a mountain. Josie mentioned it. Basically, the Lord said, okay, now that I give you your son that you couldn't really have because they were too old, right? Now I want you to go sacrifice him. And Abraham was like, hold up. Sacrifice him. Nonetheless, he still went to go obey the Lord. He climbed this mountain and went to go sacrifice him. So, but of course, the Lord provided a ram so that he wouldn't have to sacrifice. So we have Abraham obeying the Lord. And because he obeyed, God will surely bless him and make his descendants, right, his offspring, his children, as numerous as the stars in the sky. Like if you were to look at the stars in the sky and imagine what was going through Abraham's head, like, man, I'm going to have this many sons. That's a lot of sons. It's like one, two, three, and he, may, he probably spent some nights counting them, four, five, six. Oh, just forget about it. The Lord knows what he's doing. But anyways, Isaac plays the role of the fulfillment of that promise. I, I, Abraham and Sarah, his wife, were too old. You guys who were here before knew that he was too old to even have children, right? Sarah was over 100, Abraham too. And they were too old. And Isaac was a fulfillment of this. So that's the promise that we're talking about, that God will give Abraham that many sons, right? And if you look in the, in the sand on the seashore, he'll give him that many sons, that many offspring. Now, that's a lot. And he all did it by faith. Now, a little bit about Isaac. Um, he was the promised child, right? He was a testimony of God's power in making the promise a reality, right, before uh, before Isaac actually came along, it was, just a, it was just a promise that God wanted to give out freely and for Abraham to obey. And um, Isaac did understand that he was the promise made to Abraham and that he would continue through him. Now, I like to think about Isaac as a spark. Okay, you guys know what a spark is? You light a match. Okay. Um, so not many people preach about Isaac, except for me right now, right? Now many people mention Isaac's name. Everybody knows about Abraham. Abraham had many sons. Moses, you know, split the Red Sea and, and Noah built an ark. But Isaac, you don't hear much about Isaac. Unless you're Josie and you know Isaac's whole life, then you might preach about Isaac more than you should. But Isaac um, was, the, was the initiator of the promise, right? So think, you guys know how fire is made? Who can tell me how fire is made right now? There's three elements to... Yeah, I would say elements or three things that you need to have a fire going. Joby, what are they? He says something about ostrich eggs. I need oxygen, yes. Oxygen is one. What else? Carbon, no. Friction, so that's like the spark, right? The spark, and what? No, anybody? No, not the Holy Spirit, no. Gas, who said Gas. Ivan said gas. Did you say gas, Corey? All right, Corey and Ivan said gas. They're geniuses. They have fires made. We're on a camping trip next week. How to make a fire. You need some gas. You need a spark. You need oxygen. You already have oxygen around. You could breathe it. So you just need to get two things, gas and a spark. So I like to see Abraham as the gas, you know, the, the thing that you need for the spark to ignite. And Isaac was that spark to ignite that promise. And then Isaac's son, Jacob, that oxygen to flame that thing because Jacob then had 12 sons. And we're going to get into that two weeks after the camping trip on why Jacob had 12 sons and why that's so important. Okay. Now, Abraham left everything to Isaac. Isaac was important. He was the promised child, even though they, 
Abraham had a son with Hagar, Ishmael, but he left everything to Isaac. Isaac was the, had the birthright. Isaac was important here. Isaac was the one that was going to carry that promise, and Abraham was relying upon Isaac to do so. Now, I want, I want us to get this kind of picture in our heads how Isaac was so important. Okay, let's think about this. How was he so important? Well, he held the biggest promise from God in his hands. Not literally, but spiritually. He held the biggest promise from God in his hands. So let me just explain why this is important. If Isaac did not take this promise and hold on to it, then how would Isaac's sons then keep fulfilling the promise of the numerous stars in the sky and the sands on the seashore, right? That's why he's so important. Isaac had a future that he didn't even know or see yet. This is why he's a hero of faith because he didn't even see the future of his sons and his sons' sons and his sons' 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 sons. He didn't see that. He didn't see his 12 grandchildren. He didn't see that. And this is, this is important because his inheritance that he received from Abraham, he also received from God, and he was able to, to pass it on. Now, I think I have another scripture to put this into perspective for us of the inheritance that Abraham left to Isaac, okay? It's Genesis 28, 3 through 4. If Joby could get that up for us. I'd like to start it off with dear Jacob. So we have Isaac speaking now to Jacob. This is Isaac blessing Jacob. Because if we looked at Hebrews 11.20, it said that Isaac blessed Jacob and Esau in regard to their future. So this is how he blessed Jacob. Okay? We got it up there? All right. May God Almighty bless you and make you fruitful and increase your numbers until you become a community of peoples. May he give you and your descendants the blessing given to Abraham, right, my father, so that you may take possession of the land where you now reside as a foreigner, the land God gave to Abraham. Now, we know that Isaac had the future of God's people in his hands, and he could have easily dropped it and said, I'm not down with that anymore. I don't want to pass on this promise like this is whack. Well, I don't even see this God. That's why it's blind faith, right? But he had the promise of God in his hands, knowing that he was the promise holder and that he has to pass it on to his son, right? It's like if your grandfather gave you like a locket that you put in your pocket, bars, <laughs> and, you had, and your grandfather said, hey, I want you to give this to your children. And your children's children would have this little locket that goes in your pocket, right? And plus, it'll be easy to remember, right? And he held on to that. Abraham wanted to make sure that Isaac could carry out this. That's why he reminded him and, and told him that he was his promised child. Now, if we go, could we go back to Hebrews eleven twenty? I want to park there for a second because there's something so important that we can get out of this, okay? I, wanna, I want to help us realize about what Isaac was doing at this time. Hebrews eleven twenty. So Isaac had this this uh, promise from God, and he had to do something with it, right? So this is what he did. He blessed Jacob and Esau in regard to their future. Now, what Isaac was doing, he was speaking this stuff out. He was telling his son this stuff. The, what, the last thing we read said, you know, may God bless you, descendants, all that stuff. He was telling his son this, speaking as if they were already here. And this is important because this is where Isaac stepped out in faith. And you see, the second part of this, in regard to their future... You see, Isaac's, Isaac's future and the future of his family would be beautiful. It was beautiful. And we have, a beautiful, we have a beautiful future too. And God has a plan for our lives. I know we heard that before. We heard that God has a plan for our lives. But I don't know if we believe it to the fullest. I don't know if we actually have faith 
like Isaac would have. Isaac had to have faith enough to say, you will have descendants and, and uh, the, your descendants will be as numerous as the stars in the sky and the sand on the seashore. And he had to tell his son this. And you, and you will receive the blessing that was given to Abraham. You have to pass this on like the locket in your pocket, right? And you have to say, man, our future is great. Despite whatever comes against us, God's promise is true. And I want us to think about the faith that Isaac had. The faith to say, our future is great. And I don't know if a lot of us here think about our future. If even we think about tomorrow, except for the plans that we have. But God is asking us to believe in him. You see, something that Isaac had to do, it gave Isaac an opportunity to trust in God. It gave Abraham an opportunity to trust in God using the words of God and say, God, if you said it, I should believe it and act upon it. You see, these are opportunities for us to trust in God and show God where our faith really is. Where we can say, God, I'm down for the long run. I want to have faith like that. I want to take your word and say, you know what? If you said my, I'm going to have the, uh, the descendants as, as numerous as the stars in the sky and the sands on the seashore, I want to believe it without doubting. And you see, we should have that kind of faith where it's like, well, God, if you want to save me, I'm going to let you save me. If you want to give me a family that, that loves you, I want to have a family that loves you. But we have to get there somehow, right? We have to get there somehow. Can we go to Jeremiah 29.11, sir? You see, we have to have the faith, like Isaac, to say this stuff as if it were. You know, some promises of God, we could probably say some off the top of our heads, but the Bible is full of them. You know, Jesus said, if you were to seek me with your whole heart, you'll find me. Ask, seek, and knock. God said that if you don't have to worry about today. You don't have to worry about tomorrow because it has enough problems of its own. And God said he'll provide for us. See, this is the stuff that we have to remind ourselves. There are some promises that God has for our life. And our future could be greater than what we know right now. Because you're just sitting here. You're just sitting and elevating. You're, you're listening to the words. And you, you might go home and be like, oh, that was cool. We learned about God today. But I think the power that we have comes from God that we don't, we don't even know how to use that. We literally have the opportunity to change our future. Let me put this into perspective. God already made his decision to die for you on a cross and to give you a new life through his son Jesus, right? You guys know that he already made that decision. He contemplated in the Garden of Gethsemane, but he's like, I want to die for you. I want to make you something that you weren't before. He wanted to do that. And that's something grand because it's like, whoa, I'm a little speck, Lord, and you're like this big eternal thing. How, you, how do you love me so much? But see, God already decided he wants to give you a future. But maybe we're not tapping into it. Maybe we just come to elevate to come week after week, and we go to life group after life group, and we don't get it. We have the opportunity to change our future. We're there, Jeremiah 29, 11. Jeremiah 29, 11 says, For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you a hope and a future. There's more proof. That God sees beyond just now. See, when God looks at you, every single person, when God looks at us, he sees the end and he sees the beginning. He knows your birth date and he knows your last birthday. You know what I'm saying? He knows the end from the beginning. He, there, he's outside of time. He could, see, he could see Will's life over here and he could see Will's life right now. And what God is seeing in your life is that you are, you are serving him. 
and you have a wife or you have a husband and you have children and you're blessed and you serve him and you go to church every Sunday and you serve in the church and you love him and you love him and you love him and see God is seeing you in love with him. That's what God sees. That's the plan that God has for you, that you would find complete satisfaction in him. That's the plan God has for you, plain and simple. Everything that comes under that is still God. We have to understand that God is after our hearts, that we would serve him, that we would say, God, I need you. God, I love you, right? That's the plan that God has for us. And today it's like we need to, we need to get it together, man, because if we, don't, if we don't start submitting our ways to God, then God is going to go on without us. We don't want that. See, elevate is more important than you think, you know. I love to come here. I really love you guys. I love to be able to see the change in, in all of our lives, every single person, and the, the opportunity we have right now to change our life is so important. And it's so vital. Because right now, you could leave a different person today, right? But you have to have faith like Isaac to say it as though it were. You have to have the faith to say, Lord, I'm going to serve you when I die. I'm going to serve you right now until I die. Because I don't want the world, right? I don't want the world to, to be in a world of evil and, and invest in the world of evil and, and never have a relationship with you, Lord. See, God is after our hearts. And he's like, will you love me? Will you serve me? And all we have to do is say, Lord, I want to change today. I want to speak it, though, as it were, right? We have to have that kind of faith. When Isaac passed on that, that, that promise from God. See, Isaac held on to the promise. Isaac held on to the promise so much because he knew that, that, that the promise will be fulfilled through him. And he held on to it. Let's hold on to the promise of Jesus. When Jesus said that, that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have everlasting life, that stuff is real. And we should definitely tap into that promise because if you want to live forever, that's how you do it, right? It's not some kind of potion. You literally, you just say, Lord, I want to live forever. I want to tell you guys something. If Isaac could hold on to that promise and live in that promise and live for that promise and pass on that promise then we must live in that promise and live for the promise. We got to know that God is into, into restoring us, wanting us to have a future with him. You see, we all come from different backgrounds, right? We all come from different types of backgrounds. Our families may be different, right? But see, God doesn't care about that. And he's telling us that he, we don't need to care about it either. If we could trust in God with his word, then our past could be erased. Did you guys know that God wants to erase your past? So much that, that he said if you are in Christ, you're a new creation. The old has passed away. Like it's, it's gone. It's sea of forgetfulness. It won't be remembered anymore, right? And one thing is for sure. God will never, ever, everybody say ever. He will never break his promise. Ever. Though people may break promises to you, God will never break his promise. And there is a promise for us that we'll be in heaven with him forever and there will be no more sadness, right? It's a great promise. That's probably the biggest one he ever made to us. Isaac is important. But did you guys know that Isaac lost focus of the promise? 
You know, I spoke all this cool stuff about Isaac, how, how he was holder of the promise and he put it in his pocket. Yeah, he held on to the promise, but he lost focus. You know how he lost focus? Well, he took his, eye off, he took his eyes off of God and God's plan. And so he started to actually favor Esau. But that wasn't God's plan. God's plan was to favor Jacob and have Jacob as the holder of that promise. You know, when Isaac married, when he was 40 years old, everything was great. The only problem was Isaac's wife, Rebecca, she couldn't even have children. And it's not till they were 60, not till he was 60 years old, 20 years later, when they finally prayed to God and they're like, Lord, we want a child. I mean, am I supposed to carry on this promise without a child? No, we need a child. And God provided a child, but it was twins. Like, go figure. Like, thanks, Lord. I just wanted one to carry the promise. Right? But here's how Isaac lost focus. He started to love one and not the other. Right? And his wife loved one and not the other. But he lost focus because he didn't love the promise that God made. And I want us to take that into consideration how maybe we don't, maybe we don't want to do things God's way. You know? Maybe we want to do things our way and don't want to let go of some stuff. And we lose focus of the promise. We lose focus of God. We lose focus of why we're here. Why are we learning about God right now? We lose focus. And we start to doubt God. I want to encourage us. God still will not break his promise. You can step out of the promise. If you're not living in the promise, then I adore you today. I want to ask you, will you step into it? Step into the promise that God has for your life. And this is, this is for you. The promise that God has for your future is for you. Of course, myself included, right? But I don't want us to go home today, not one person to go home today and think that, that this is not important, that we can just brush it off. Your future, everything of your future, you know, whether it's wife and kids, a husband and kids, all that great stuff. You see, the thing is, we can, we can do this. We can have a wife and kids on this hand, right? We can have a wife and kids and, you know, have great jobs, great paying jobs. We can live in a great house and then we die. That's it. The end. Game over, right? And in this hand, we have wife and kids and a great house and great paying job. The same thing as the other hand, but we have it with the Lord, right? We have it with the Lord. And the thing is, if, if we don't have this, this life with God, we'll be missing out. And then when we die, it's game over. It's the end. But this hand, we still had a great life, right? But we get to live forever beyond just our body dying. And that's, a better, that's better than anything. I, there's a promise in the Bible where, where Jesus wants to offer us an abundant life. But he wants to offer you an eternal life too. I don't know everybody's heart here. I really don't. I don't know what your heart is, what your, what your experience with God is like. I don't know what your, what your experience with church is like or listening to pastors preach. I don't know anything about your heart. Some of you I do, but some of you I don't. I don't know what your history is like. You know your history. But you don't have to go back to that history. Don't keep living in a circle, man. It was five years ago. I came to know the Lord Jesus about five years ago. And I changed my future. I didn't know what I wanted to do. I didn't know where I wanted to serve. Nothing like that. But I said, Lord, I want to serve you. And that was a day where everything changed. I'm so serious, man. My whole life changed. Remember when I said how God will erase the past? Till this day, I'm still forgetting things of who I was before I met Jesus. People ask me, you remember this time we did this? I'm like, no. You know, 
I mean, I don't have the best memory, but it's, it's growing upon me where I'm starting to remember stuff. But really, the person who I was before Jesus was way different than who I am now, you know. And if I could encourage every single person here, stop living with your past, you know. Because Isaac lost focus of the promise, but he got right back on it. And it was because he, he passed that promise along, he passed that promise. That God, I will listen to you. I will tell my sons that they will inherit this promise. And Lord, may your people live on. You see, it's because of what Isaac did in obedience, telling his sons things now as if they were in the future, that they will have all this stuff. And we learned last week that every hero of the faith died before they seen all this stuff happen. So Isaac saying, you're going to have this many sons, and they didn't even see the sons, right? But they had to say it. Let's take from example. Let's start saying, Lord, I'm going to be blessed. And Lord, you're going to bless me. And God, I'm going to serve you. And I'm going to know what love is like. But I want everybody to be encouraged. Could you stand to your feet, please? I want everybody to be encouraged to know that your past is not who you are anymore. At least it doesn't have to be, you know. There's many people in this church that had a different kind of life a year ago. Will is one of them, right? Nathan is one of them. Shamal is one of them. Well, not really. <laughs> but what we decided to do, every single person that has had a life change, we decided to say no to our flesh, right? See, Isaac had to say no to his flesh. Like, he, he wanted to bless Esau, but that's not what God had planned, right? He had to say no. He had to say, okay, I'm sticking to the promise. We, we need to say, Lord, I want to receive. I want to receive what the future has for me. God, if you have plans and a hope in the future for me, God, I want to tap into it. You know? And it, it's, it's no surprise because it, it's kind of shocking, how God would favor us and how God would want to reach out to us. And then we're still giving him the hand like, no, nah, I'm not ready yet. You know, but he wants to change your future. No, nah, I'm not ready yet. You know, and let's not just say things like, ah, I'm going to serve God or I go to church and think we're okay. Like, no, nah. if, if five years from now, your life looks the same as it did now, then you did something wrong. We're all intended. Stephanie, could you come to the guitar, please? We are all intended to, sorry about that, we're all intended to follow Jesus with the whole heart. We all have a plan and a purpose that God gave us. Let's tap into it. The question is for you guys today. I want you guys to receive this. Are you going to do something now to change your future? You know, that's what the question is. Do you even want a different future? Do you even want more of Jesus? My prayer for us tonight is that we would want more of Jesus. And not just because I told you you should have more of Jesus. Because you know the need. You know that if you don't accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior, your reward is hellfire. Your consequence is hellfire, right? But God wants to save us from that. That's God's plan for us. And if we don't change something today, I can't tell you what your future looks like, you know? And we could die at any moment, right? But God, God wants us all to be saved. God wants us all to come to know him. And tonight we have that opportunity. And I want, I want us to take the faith of Isaac and apply it to our lives. And say, God, I want to do something today that will change my future. We have that power. 
Because like I said in the beginning, that Jesus already made his decision to change our lives in the future. If we would give up our life to him, that's how we change our life now. You guys are wondering, well, how do I change it now for the future? Well, you got to die to yourself. I'm going to speak it to you like how Jesus spoke it, right? If you want to save your life, you got to lose your life. You got to die to yourself. This is how Jesus said it. But if you want to save your, if you want to, sorry. But if you lose your life for my sake, then you will find your life. If you lose your life. So if you're, this is how it sounds. Lord, I don't want my life anymore. I don't want my sin anymore. I don't want my way of life. I don't want my wickedness anymore. God, if what you're offering me is righteousness through Jesus Christ, that is what I want, right? And that's how we change our future. See, I can call on any one of you guys right now. And I can start prophesying things as if they were. Shamal, you're going to grow, man. You're going to be a teacher. You're going to have a wife. You're going to have three children. And you're going to serve the Lord till, you're, till the day you die. I can start prophesying. Because I know that this is where the heart of God is at. I know this is where it's at. Andrew, you're going to lead a family to love the Lord with a pure heart. And you're going to show them what loving God is like in a place where nobody else loves God. So I can start prophesying right now. We can't see our future. Isaac did not see his future. We can't see our future. But what if God wants to bless us beyond our own imagination? Like if as far as our imagination went was, okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have a house, a job, and you know, kids, and a wife, and husband, all that stuff. God's like, well, I want to top that. I want to give you something that you can't even imagine. And here we are having trouble giving our life to him. Like, okay, Lord, I want it. You see, Isaac could have kept his own way of, of, of carrying on the family tradition and wanted to bless Esau instead. He could have blessed Esau, but that's not God's way. There's a way that God has for you to inherit something from him. And that's putting your own life on an altar and sacrificing it like we talked about last week. You want to inherit the promise of Jesus? Give up your life for Jesus. You say, Lord, I want the future you have for me, so I'm going to go ahead and kill my own dreams and desires to inherit your dreams and desires. No matter what I say to you guys right now, the prophecies could keep going. You could only imagine too, like, well, well how would God have my life, you know? Oh, man, will I, what kind of leader would I be in the church? You could start asking yourself these questions. And that God wants to place you there. But something, all right, something has to happen today. And the same way that Abraham had an opportunity to trust God, you know, God put the opportunity there. Like, Abraham, you're going to trust me? The same way Noah had an opportunity to trust God, Noah, are you going to trust me? We have an opportunity right now, right? God is saying, I'm giving you an opportunity to trust me, that I do have plans for you, plans to prosper you, plans to give you hope in the future. And the faith that we need to have today is saying, yes, I want to grab onto that, Lord. I want to pray today as if it were already here, that I won't have to live a life of sin 
that I won't have to live a life in an evil environment, right? That I could inherit the eternal life you have for me, right? Speak now as if it were. And it's such a beautiful thing. Man, if I didn't give my life to Jesus four and a half years ago, I have no idea where I'll be. I really don't know. But I tapped into the prophecies, right? I tapped into what I wanted to be. Because I could, I, I imagine myself in your position, looking at the leaders of the church and be like, man, I want to be like them one day. Why well, didn't get, like, I didn't get right here because I said the right words. I got here because I truly understood what it meant to humble myself under the mighty hand of God. And in due time, he exalted me. The sky is the limit. Actually, no. You know, the heavens are the limit. I don't, however you want to put it. You want to receive from Jesus. You want to receive from God. Then today's your day. Whatever you want. You say, Lord, I want to go to a school so I can learn more. And I want to serve you in that school. God could do it. God, I want to I tell everybody about you this year, and I want five, five of my friends to come to know you. God could do it. God, I want to I get married when I'm 25 and have kids when I'm 29. God could do it. The heavens are the limit, and the hand is out. I want you guys to remember something. This hand, not my hand, of course. Just imagine this is God's hand, right? Like, I'm giving you this great opportunity to make a difference for your future. Your past does not define your future. So I want to encourage you guys. Definitely make a difference today. Let's pray. Everybody would close their eyes and focus on Jesus right now as we pray. Lord God, we affirm who you are, God. You are the God of heaven and earth, Lord, and God, we may not have all the right words to say, Lord, or we might not have all the, all, all our, everything in line, God. We might not be perfect, God. We might not, we might have shortcomings, Lord. We might do 